Hello, agriculturists. Welcome back to a new episode of I Believe TV, and I'm your host, Jacob Simpson. Today, I have the one and only Boots Brown of my home chapter, the Dewey FFA. Boots, would you please introduce yourself to the viewers and guests of the show? Hey, y'all. Boots Brown here. Uh, like Jack said, I proudly represent the Dewey FFA chapter, and uh, I'm proud to be the secretary there and be under Jake Simpson. All righty, all righty. Boots, I'm so happy that you came to me and asked to be on the show. And I'm, I was super excited for this one. So I have a lot of questions for you. If one is too hard in the moment, we can always skip and come right back to it. Are you ready? Yes, sir. All righty. First things first, what got you to join the FFA? Well, to be honest, so my grandpa, he is a, he's a past student of Dewey. And so was my grandma, and they was both in FFA. Well, take that back. My grandpa was in FFA, and he was the chapter president for two years. And he he kind of encouraged me to do it as long as well as my uh, my cousin Shelby. She's from down in Blanchard, and she was she was a secretary for a couple years down there at her chapter, and they're kind of the reason that I kind of, that sparked my interest in FFA just kind of lit the fire under me to kind of join you join up you know that sounds pretty similar to my uh reasoning to join the FFA um so my brother is a first generation um because you know he's uh, my guardian and he's the reason why I joined the FFA in eighth grade so that's pretty cool man I I did not know that story so what made you choose to stay? Uh, you, just just the people, man. I mean, it, there's no comparison of just the the family feel and just the the overall uh, feeling of just fe- you just feel like you're home and you can relate to so many of the people in it. Whether whether you come from the same background or not, no matter what events you're in, no matter what it may be, whether you show livestock or not, it just it's it's one it's one family and everybody's always willing to help you in some way whatever way they can and i'll second that like you're always telling me uh when you're dropping me off at my house you're always there for me no matter what and i truly respect that and i thank you so much um the ffa truly is a family and that is one i'll never forget so what's your favorite part of the ffa Probably my favorite part is, uh, oh, geez, that's kind of a, <laughs> I got a lot of favorite parts, Jake, you know that, but, uh, <laughs> oh, probably, I, I really do enjoy the livestock judging part. I, I've done the, I've done the meat judging for a few years, the, and I, re, I really enjoyed it, but then I kind of, a friend of mine kind of started trying to get me into the livestock judging, and I just, it's so much more it's me it's what i like to do i mean i i my that's my living is ranching and that's what i do i'm around horses cattle you name it i'm around it pretty well every day and it just it has a whole different feel to it than just the meat judging cd and i know there's there's more cds than just those but man there's just no there's no comparison to it I'm super excited to uh, be part of this livestock judging team. Uh, this will be my first year doing it because um, 
I don't I don't remember if you were there or not, but we went to the uh, NEO workshop uh, the day after our banquet, and I just fell in love with it. Um, the instructor there really made it uh, like very easy for me to understand, and I just I just quickly uh, like picked it up. Like my reasonings uh, presenting to the college students, it was like I've 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 been done it for years. Like it was just super easy to learn, and uh, I, I can't wait for this upcoming year. Right. Yeah, I, I I get that. I get that. It was I mean, it was that way when I kind of got into it, too. You just kind of you fall you fall in love with it, you know. And one thing that I mean, I know you know this, but we tried to start the, the horse judging there at school and granted it didn't work out. But I hope that this year we can kind of maybe try that again and kind of get maybe some other chapters involved and try and get a team going. Oh, yeah. Um, I got a whole bunch of plans for this upcoming year uh, up in my notes on my phone. And um, I'm going to start attending the alumni meetings uh, whenever we are not, uh, like, with the kids and such. I know our chapter meetings and the alumni meetings kind of overlap on the same night, but there's some days where they're not, and I'm hoping I can attend more of those. Um, I attended one last night, and I got a lot of uh, insight of what goes around on, the uh, like, the backstage and I thought, well, this is pretty cool. I should probably attend more just to, you know, help out my chapter better. Right. Yeah, I I understand that, and I pro- and I probably ought to start doing the same thing too, because I know they do they do their meetings in the summer, and I think that that'd probably be beneficial to the both of us. Yeah, I totally forgot about the alumni meeting last night. Um, Leanne's sister Sheila, uh, she gave me a haircut in the ag shop last night, and I like. Oh, there's a meeting tonight, and then like, yeah, you want to join? I'm like, heck yeah, <laughs> right? Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, not not that you don't, not that we can't. That I mean, anybody that is an officer or any of that, any of that kind of thing, can't gain from being in the the kids side of the chapter meeting. But I feel like you can gain just as much, if not more, seeing the adult side of things and what that what they do like you said behind the scenes and everything like that yeah so what's your least favorite part of the ffa uh i'm gonna be honest i'm not a big speech guy never have <laughs> it, our our ag teacher epperson he's i mean he has to he ha- kind of has to sh- shove it shove it shove it to me you know and I mean, I'll, I'm getting to where I, I need to do it, and I kind of want to do it just for the experience of public speaking, you know, and it'd probably be beneficial to me later on down the road with what I'm wanting to do. But it's just, I, I've I've never been a big, a big people guy. I mean, I know you know that. Yeah. But I just, I mean, I feel like I've, the FFA's getting to me, getting to me where I need to just get out of my comfort zone, you know, and just start trying things that I'm not comfortable with and just getting used to. Yeah. And like, aren't you glad that I drug you out of bed at alumni camp? Yeah. I, man, I, I mean, I know it was my first in my last year because it's my senior year, but man, that was, it, it was a fun three days to be honest. I, I'm glad I got the opportunity to go. I'm happy you came with us. Um, and like public speaking, uh, I only I only went to like a couple, but those were really fun times. Um, the only parts I really dreaded was delivering my speech. 
um, and getting the questions asked to me and like uh, answering them. But like uh, when you're waiting for other people to go before you and you're waiting on people to come back from your chapter, you're meeting so many people and you're just having fun with those kids. And it's just a whole blast. Um, like that's how I met some of the cool uh, people around the state just from going to the Dewey speech contest, and Oklahoma union and such. Like it was, it was a good experience. So right. I, I highly suggest that you attend more next year. Like I am. Right. And I, and I plan to, and that, like, I know you've, you've said uh, a lot of times before kind of late bloomer type of deal, if that's what you want to call it. Yeah. Coming into the FFA, I mean, you and me have been, we've been in there for, I mean, eighth grade year, and then we'll be in there for all the years of high school, but just now kind of starting to get really deep into it, and I think it's made me grow as a as a person and a leader just in a lot of ways. Amen to that. If you could change one thing about agriculture or the FFA in general, what would it be? Uh, so I'm going to go with what I could change within the FFA and I'm not, and by no means, I'm not trying to give into the, like you said, the stereotype of the FFA being nothing but cowboys and the, and the farm people, you know, but, and I'm, and I, and if anybody gives you feedback on this, I'd sure love to hear it just to kind of see what everybody else thinks, but just talking about hats. <laughs> talking about hats wearing a jacket man it i i know that there's some people that don't like that do not like it just because and i'm one of the guys that like when i go inside like our egg room or whatever i take my hat off when i go to eat i normally take my hat off but just wearing it around on top of my blue and gold jacket just it just says it says so much more I feel because when, whenever you want so we'll talk about this, whenever you want to talk about who, who feeds, who feeds the country in general and all the countries around the world, you know, I mean, it's the, it's the folks that get out there every day, whether they may be farmers, they may be cowboys, cowgirls, whatever they may be, but they're the ones that's breaking their back to, feed everybody else and that's and everybody else that's in that wherever in the chain you may be there's nothing more important than being that link in the chain where you are this i i don't remember if i've had anybody else mention hats but uh that is a really good point and you know how accustomed we are taking off our hats in the ag shop well not yes. actually the ag room and uh taking it off when we're wearing our official dress uh, and I'm all about that, but what I'm meaning is, is there's when it com- when it comes to whether you what no matter what you like I said no matter what you do when it comes to wearing wearing them along with your blue and gold jacket to me I feel like there it's it's a just it just is so much of a bigger representation of the ag industry no matter where you may be in it. And wearing hats show a little bit about yourself too. Like you know, I'm a big hat guy. Everywhere I go, I'm wearing a hat. Right, and I'm not. And I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say that it's wrong. That I know there's lots of lots of ag teachers that they want you to take their hat off. Have respect, and I love that. I love that they want to teach that. 
to these kids that some of them they may not get that all the time except when they're in their ag class you know but yeah i just i feel like it just like you said shows shows so much more who you are as a person and just overall yeah as much as i like that i also um enjoy not having to wear my hat wearing the official dress because you know we're all uniformed and it's a business attire um like you don't see uh like businessmen wearing their hats unless they're uh at like some rally supporting something like that like trump in a way wearing his maga hats right well and that and and i'm not i'm just kind of building on that but like you go you go to most of the the conventions of whether it may be Oklahoma Cattlemen's Association, whether it may be the whatever association it may be in the state of Oklahoma, it's, I mean, it, most of them, whether it be a nicer ball cap or whatever it may be, cowboy hat, don't matter, that that's their form of professionalism. And it just shows that I I don't really know how to put it. It just it just shows your professionalism and what you sta- what you stand for and your beliefs in a way. I respect that. Where do you see agriculture in the next ten years? And uh, I mean, I I I won't, I I like to be an optimistic guy and. I hope I hope that there's more kids in it that get into it than there are now. Not that there's a small number now. I mean, how many uh, shoot? How many did it? How many people was at state convention last year? What was it? Uh, we had a little bit over fifteen thousand, which okay. is which is uh, over half of the Oklahoma FFA population. Yeah, and I mean to be, I mean. Like I, I like we talked. I was thinking about uh, running for state office, and I just I would love to see that if whenever I was to get in, if I was to get in there, God willing, that I could do what I could to just reach so many, reach as many kids that I could. No matter, I mean, whether you grew up, no matter where you grew up, what your background is, if you could ag changes your life man especially ffa and i hope that i don't don't know i just i hope it grows to be so much more than it is now and to be to keep the keep the same uh oh what's the word uh keep the same qualities that it had that it had 20 30 years ago that it has now and hopefully that it has in the next 50 years and i feel like um you know this simple interaction on this recording device will like um inspire those uh, who are not part of the agricultural community um that's a whole uh reason why i started this podcast is to inspire the next generation and uh, show kids what we're doing to make our country great. Because um, the FFA is an American-based organization for the youth. 
and our generation is what is dependent on uh, our future. Right. Right. So what's your plan for after high school? After high school, like I said, I th- I'm thinking about uh, applying for state office this year. I think I may uh, may apply for uh, state secretary, I believe. I think that's what my plan is. And after that, like I said before, God willing, that I could maybe get up on the national stage and be able to do do whatever I could for the kids that's younger than me and that's just getting into it and just be be that person that they can that they can strive to be and uh, just be be a leader that can show that can show them just the possibilities of just beyond the realm of animals and livestock all that kind of thing everything that you can do in ffa is just there there's no it's one of them things it's like there's 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 a beginning and an end but the end but the end's a long ways off that is a very good point the the end is far off and you can only start it when you can um now i say if you want to uh reach your goals you need to make it a smart goal um and i and i think that you need to get your butt on your state degree um i know you already said that you are um but like you need to start getting your aet like now put in what you need to do um and your stuff so that you can reach your, uh, your goal. And, uh, there's a whole process in getting into state office. Right. Uh, right. Oh, go ahead. Bob. Yeah. It, it's not like you're just applying and then, uh, they're just going to select you for candidacy. No, you gotta go through everything, uh, like nomcom and visiting, uh, uh, different places and such, you know, just to gain support and such. Um, right. if you remember at the, uh, Washington County Livestock Show, we had, um, I think, two. Yeah, we had Garrett Case and we had Josie Evans. Um, them two were running for a uh, Northeast Area Vice President. Correct, yes. Yeah, so th- they had to do a lot of traveling just to um, reach candidacy and such. And I, I didn't, if you, if you remembered, I didn't want to vote for this year because I grew very close with the candidates for this year. And I just didn't want to hurt anybody's feelings, so I, I just had somebody else vote for me. Um, and that's really how it goes. Um, God willing, if you do reach that, um, you have my vote for sure. Right. Well, I, I Jake, I appreciate that. I mean, more, more than you know, I appreciate it. And just like, like we was talking before, I mean, if you when you've got a dream, if you don't, Go if you don't go after it, kind of like Cody Johnson in his song. If you, I mean, if you don't chase that dream, it you can't can't chase it forever. It's going to go away at some point, and you're going to lose your chance. You only get so many chances in life. Yes, if you got a dream, chase it because a dream won't chase you back. Exactly. So, what made you choose that route? Just, I just. My in my life, as much as I mean, I've had. Thankfully, I've had a lot of influential people in my life to build me into the, 
build me into the man that I am and the and you, and you can laugh, you can laugh at me for this but the the cowboy that I am and what I've learned just in the short time that I've been on this that I've been on this earth and I'm thankful for it and they're the ones that I want to fall I want to be just as I want to be just as good as they were and be the leaders that they were amen um so epperson's really my inspiration um to be an ag teacher after i graduate from oklahoma state um if you already knew that and uh i'm planning on running for state office my senior year too um i might run for secretary or uh, reporter um possibly northeast area vice president wherever god uh wants me to go um but yet again it's god's plan if he has other plans for me i'll follow that too but uh but yeah um uh, leaders and those who have shown us um leadership from themselves to us and have made an impact on our lives um it will influence how we are in the future so yeah i i agree jake i really do agree so tell me about your SAEs, your CDEs, and your LDEs. Again, an SAE is a supervised agricultural experience. A CDE is a career development event. And an LDE is a leadership development event. So just kind of start, I'll kind of start on my SAEs. I've got my, mine in, uh, in equine science, I've got, a couple of them, but I've got mine in equine science just for my, uh, my, ro- my rodeo career. I, that's one thing that I do love to do. I team rope, whether it be in the high, in the high school rodeos or just in jackpots, wherever they may be. But, uh, there, that's one of the other things too, that there, the, there's just no comparison to, that that world and just being in that lifestyle and a couple of the other ones I have I've got my uh oh dadgummit I've got mine for working in the hay field you know and that's another that's another one of the link like the links I was talking about no matter what part of the ag industry you may be in whether it's producing the food for whatever livestock you may need to feed it's and that of them is i mean working long hours in the field daylight to dark just sweating it off and just working just to just to feed somebody else's animals whether it may be yours or somebody that's 200 miles from you and uh that's that's really it for my CD or for my SAT SAEs, excuse me. And uh, CDEs wise, like I said, I used to do the meat judging. That's kind of where I got my start in the CDEs. And then I've this year I kind of trying to get into the prepared speeches and then uh, doing the livestock judging as well this year and trying to start the horse jud- or horse evaluation at our school. And those are about it for my CDEs, really. Those are about all that I'm in. 
All and, right. Um, oh, yeah, go ahead. And for the others, I mean, like this is that was my first alumni camp, and then I went to, I went to, I think I went to Colt Conference every year since I've gotten in FFA. Well, I didn't go my eighth grade. No, I did go my eighth grade year. Yeah, I did. And I think that's it for those. Well, I'll tell you this much. Uh, this year, we will have a president there for Colt Conference, so don't worry. <laughs> yeah. Yes, I'm, I'm glad that, that you're in that position, and I'm glad that you're going to be there because it is it is kind of I, – I hate to say the word, but it is kind of embarrassing when your president doesn't show up to a Colt Conference. Yeah, but um, on the bright side, though um, – with new leadership comes more uh, more opportunity. So I feel like uh, this officer team we have this year will go above and beyond uh, past, uh, you know, Billy Imhoff's era. Um, his era was pretty good. And, I believe. and the, uh, the momentum we have so far, um, just by having the majority of our officers going to ALC and uh, some going to AFR and some other stuff, uh, I feel like we got it this year. We're going to have, uh, hopefully, a, a state degree recipient. Yes, for sure. Didn't we? We had the. Didn't we have two last year, or did we not? No. Um, we're not going to say names either. No, they did not get their state degrees. Um, they no. they were close though. Um, yep. but they didn't get them. Uh, but the year before my freshman year, uh, your sophomore, we had. Uh, four degree recipients. Yes. Yeah. So, what are you most excited about this upcoming school year? Uh, man, like you said, just this officer team that we've got put together this year. I feel like there's just there's a lot to be there's a lot to there's a lot of work to be done. But I feel like that all of us are gonna come to the challenge with cool heads and like minds and I think that we're just gonna really do all we can do and be the best we can be and hopefully make a big change in the chapter there do we? I, I feel like we are you know how I am uh, always blowing up the group chat um, you know just <laughs> pulling out my ideas and sharing them with y'all right yeah for I, sure. I like being transparent with y'all because if I'm not uh, you know being clear about what's going on in my mind, then uh, maybe I'm, I'm not saying this will happen, but maybe um, I'll do something out of the blue. Uh, but Epperson knew about it, but y'all didn't. And I didn't, I don't want y'all like uh, pulling my head and uh, you know, ranting about me because um, whatever I do reflects on our chapter and I don't want our chapter to have that bad name, you know? Uh, well, and it's not, it's not just you. Jake, I mean, it's, it's any, I mean, it's anybody in the chapter, no matter who they may be, what grade they may be in. I mean, everybody's a reflection of the chapter and that go, I mean, that's, that's any chapter that, yeah, that's a fair point too. Um, and like, you know how sometimes, uh, the girls will just pull my head, uh, pull my, the hair on my head. Uh, yeah, I agree. <laughs> j- just for sharing my opinion. Um, I feel like we all have an opinion and if they don't like it, they should just, you know, don't mind at all. Um, unless they have something to, you know, add or change respectively, um, to that idea I have. 
Um, but yeah, I feel like we got it this year. We're we're going to get down. Uh, we're going to get a lot of the things on that board at State Convention with our names on it. I'm just super excited. Yes, and so am I. I I hope that we. I mean, I hope that we can get as much up there as we can because as mu- as much work as we put in already. I mean, there's no reason that we shouldn't be get somewhere. I, I hate to say it like this, but this will be the Oklahoma State um, football team rebuild year, and we're going to go through that process too. So, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, go go, Pokes. Yeah, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna sit out on that, from uh, Jake. <laughs> I know you're a sooner. That, yeah. <sighs> I don't know how we're friends. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know either, Jake. It just sometimes it puzzles me. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Well, away from um, those questions, we got some fun ones. What do you do outside of the FFA? So, like I like I said in my uh, SAEs, I I team rope a lot in the rodeo. I used to I used to do the high school rodeo. I it was my first year, and I just kind of got out of it because I wasn't a big fan of the environment, just to be honest. So I just kind of removed myself from that, and I just do kind of doing some of the jackpots and stuff, you know, that's that I can get to. I haven't been fortunate enough to get to any this summer yet just because we've been in the hayfield but that that's one of them and then the hay, hayfield's another one that i do during the summer i <laughs> i may not like it but it it's good for me i i've learned a lot of skills just i mean any in any of it in general i've learned a lot of skills that i wouldn't learn otherwise and another thing that I do out of FFA is we, uh, I haul, I call, or I help my dad haul cattle. We haul cattle in a big semi with a pot on it. And so we do, we do that not as much as we used to when we first started. It's kind of slowed down, but we do that. And then as well, we've got, we run a, uh, we raise balancer bulls up by Tyro, Kansas. And we've been working on our genetics for the past oh probably eight years and we've we've really we've really built up since we first started and I, we're blessed to have wonderful cattle and I there when it com- when it comes to doing any of that, whether especially cowboy wise, there's just no com- there's no there's nothing else like it just living living the lifestyle every day and taking care taking care of cattle every day no matter what it may be you're having to do whether it's working them running them through the chute whether it may be working them out in the pasture tying them down or whatever it just there there's nothing else like it It just bring it brings so much joy to me to know that i'm part of it and like you said like he's Oh, I'm trying to remember who said it, but kind of digging into the stereotype. I mean, when when guys like me, they look at uh, fresh-born baby calf, it 
it changes how you feel as a person because you feel like that that calf is your responsibility. You have to protect that calf till till it can protect itself, no matter where it may be. And same thing with raising horses too; they're the same way. It just it bring it all. It almost brings a tear to your eyes sometimes. Just life is a beautiful thing. Life's a beautiful thing. So what got you and your family to do uh, all this? Really just, well, my, uh, well, my stepdad, he, uh, he, he pipeline welded for 40 some odd years. And then he finally, he finally come home and we kind of got started in the genetics deal with the cattle and the bulls and everything. And he just, well, he's he's one of the smart the smartest man I know, and he he's just he's taught me so much about this lifestyle in general. No matter what, it, whether it may be in the practice pen roping, whether it's from working with horses, breaking net, breaking colts, no matter what it may be, or working with cattle, just learning. Uh, no, I mean I'm kind of at a loss for words here. Uh, <laughs> I can't really think of the words here, Jake. Hey, it's fine, man. Um, but yeah, I think um, like just taking care of a small little organization, organism like a calf is very touching to the heart. Um, like, you know, my family, we, we raise cattle too. Um, right. And what, during the springtime when we're, uh, you know, getting the babies, um, you know, taking care of vaccinating if we need to and banding the, uh, the bulls, uh, bull calves. Um, whenever I hold the legs up for my uncle to use the band, um, I, I always get like, wow, look, look at this little guy right here. This could be mine. This is, this is my little buddy forever now. And then, um, like my family, we're, we're all, we're all just going to talk about it for hours and hours. But the day that comes to us, um, put them on the trailer to go to get it to the butcher. Uh, cause we raised to uh, eat, um, very rarely will we sell, um, our own cattle. Um, but yes, yeah, it's, like, it's always a sad day when you lose that little friend. Um, and that, that's the one thing about showing too. Um, cause you know, I show goats. Um, mm-hmm. and like that day I put my old Henry on the uh, trailer in March to go to, uh, Collinsville um, it, I didn't, I didn't cry cause I'm not much of a crier, but, um, it, it kind of hurt because, because you've been with them for so long, uh, for the short little life. And then it's just, you're just never going to see them again. Um, right. but yeah, so, yeah. oh, go ahead. Nope. I was just, I mean, I, I, I understand that. I mean, and it, it's a, I don't like talking about it and I don't, I know nobody really likes to talk about it anyway, but that's like just talking about sending them the bookshare it's the same as just losing them what mm. what it may be especially ho- horses are just a, such a different they're such a different thing man especially when you've had them for 15 20 years i mean obviously i haven't but when you've had them for i mean all my life and my stepdad his life he's had a couple that sadly they went to a better place up there and up there with the good lord and 
it's just I I've never seen them never seen one of the strongest men that I knew break down that bad but there's just there's a connection there's a connection there that you just can't you can't put in words man you can't put it in words and that's the hard thing that people outside of the agricultural industry won't understand until they experience it themselves right i agree okay away from the sadness um (laughs) (laughs) yeah my bad Anyway, um, so I've asked this question every single episode, and it's probably my favorite question. What do you like, Chick-fil-A or Raising Cane's? And just know that there's only one correct answer. Okay. Unless you can save yourself. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be an honest man here, and I'm probably going to get a lot of backlash for this, but I'm not the biggest Chick-fil-A fan. Really? I've never, I've never understood the craze with Chick Fil A. I'm, I, I would rather eat cane. I would rather eat canes before I would eat Chick Fil A. They just, they, I don't, I don't. Just the food's different. I don't know. I just never could get into the craze over the Chick Fil A. I just never could. But I don't make it into town that much either. <laughs> True. Uh, so, so like, what's your reasoning behind uh, your choice? You gotta save yourself. Like, come on now. <laughs> My, it, I guess just, I don't know. I'm just not. I like I like the Cane's food better. Just the flavor, the flavor of it's better to me. But another thing for me is, is I mean, we, I mean, we eat out probably five six seven times a year i mean we don't eat out much so we i mean i'm used to home cooked meals most nights and it's just you go out and eat and they're just you just kind of go like well it's all right and then you come home and get something that mom made or you made or whatever it may be that you cooked it's just there it's just different interesting so like our ag trips that that's really the uh those special times you get to eat out right pretty pretty much pretty much i mean we we eat out on occasion like for birthdays and everything but did we just weren't none of us are big going into town people i mean we got to go grocery shopping but other than that we don't get into town much it's just not it's just not part of our lifestyle going into town every day that's fair i actually prefer home-cooked meals uh, for my birthdays, um, well, birthday, I don't have more than one, <laughs> um, <laughs> but, but like, um, ever since I've moved to Dewey, I've had, um, to go outside of my home for, uh, the family birthdays, like the ones that are in my house, uh, cause that's what we do. We go outside for a birthday and uh-huh. that's really it. Um, but like at the farmhouse, we'll have, um, like a joint birthday party. Um, so we have a lot of December birthdays, uh, in our area. So we'll, uh, celebrate as a family and such. And that's when I love my birthday. That is not on my birthday, but the fact that we're all together and we're having a family dinner, uh, at the farmhouse and it's a home cooked meal. That's my favorite part. Yes. I'll, I'll, I'll second that. They're just, you can't come, you can't compare Chick-fil-A to a home cooked meal. You just can't. No. Um, and I love Chick-fil-A. 
Um, the reason behind my liking is because they have a wider vi- uh, variety of food and uh, different choices of meals. Um, that's why I choose Chick-fil-A over Raisin Cane's, but a home-cooked meal will always uh, top all of that. Unless, you know, the food's bad and burnt. Right, yeah, they, yeah. <laughs> I've had a couple of them meals where somebody forgot to set the timer. <laughs> well, that might have been me, but anyway. <laughs> I, I love going to Owasso um, because Okay, I'm 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 going to be a little bit uh, against my wording here, but um, every time I visit Owasso, you know, I have I got a little bit of family there because I was in foster care for the longest time. Uh, I'll I'll visit my old foster family there in Owasso, spend a few days or a week or two there, and we'll always go to Raising Canes at least once. Uh, the simple reason being is because we don't have one here in the area. You know that for a fact, and uh, they're like, "Hey, you want to get some Raising Canes?" Heck yeah, but. Every other night, uh, we're cooking a meal. Uh, they're the reason why I love cooking my own meals. Um, they've taught me everything from grilling to baking to uh, putting stuff in the oven, like uh, like shotgun shells and uh, oven ribs. Like I just love to cook when I'm in Wasso. Right? Yeah, I'm I'm the I'm the same way, Jake. I I couldn't agree more on home cooked meals. So, what is your favorite home cooked meal? Man, I'm gonna I'm gonna be playing I'm gonna be playing Jane here, but probably whenever either me me or my stepdad, whoever it may be, get a get a good steak marinated that we raise and asparagus on the grill, and then just some baked potatoes and some corn. Maybe that's just that that hits the spot more than more than anything. It covers all the bases. Man, so I love to uh, get a steak, of course, but if there is not any beef uh, products in our uh, fridge or the freezer, I will go for a good old crab leg or a lobster or uh, my personal favorite, mussels and clams. Uh, so, yeah. like last year's officer retreat, uh, you uh, suggest we go to that juicy seafood. Uh, I forgot what it's called. Blue Coast? Yeah, Blue Coast yeah. juicy Coast. seafood. I loved everything about that because I love mussels and clams. Right. And the fact that they could uh, put on different seasonings that you want, it just made the experience even better. I love seafood. I couldn't, uh, couldn't get you to try no oysters on a half shell, though, could I? No. Uh, <laughs> now, those raw oysters that were on that platter, I've had probably two of those. And um, Marissa, she just looked at me with disgust and, <laughs> it was just a laughing matter because she's like, oh, they look like tongues, but I, lo- I love them. I love seafood. I'll but, eat I'll eat sushi like there's no tomorrow, too. I can't. I just I can't do sushi, man. But like I like I, I this is kind of one of my quotes that I say all the time. I'm I'm a I'm a slowed down guy in a sped up world. And that kind of goes along with me being I'm an old school kid in a new school world. And I'm just. I'm not. I'm not about. I'm about the traditional stuff and and the the little things, just the things that matter, man. Yeah, I mean, you you drink black coffee every day. Yeah, hey, you can't beat black coffee, man. That that wakes you up better than anything. I didn't actually understand it until I uh, taught myself to drink it. Um, like Miss Kendrick, the biology teacher at Dewey, um, she had a coffee pot and. Uh, coffee ready to pour out so 
um, every fourth hour, which is like 11, yeah, 11 o'clock, which is a weird time to get coffee, but I'll pour myself a cup from my own cup. And then, um, I would just sip on it and I, I, I just slowly, but surely taught myself to tolerate black coffee. Now, will I make black coffee as my first choice at Starbucks? No, but if that's the only choice, I'll drink it. Yeah, and talking about Starbucks and like like talking about being old school, I've been, I've probably been in a Starbucks two times in my whole life, and I walked the first time I ever walked in, I was, I was probably the most confused kid that they probably ever seen walk in there. I walked in there. I said, I just want a small black coffee. That's all I want. <laughs> and they said, Well, that. They said, so you want whatever the small was in there. I don't even, I don't even remember what this, the name for the small cup was. And I said, I just want a small black coffee. It's all I want. I don't want no cream in there. I don't want no juju or whatever you put in there. I don't need none of that. I just want black coffee. And I, I don't understand, like, the names um, for how they, uh, like, the size of uh, Starbucks cups. Um, I heard like venti is like some different word and it's not the same as big, uh, grande is a word for big. I don't think they use grande. I think venti is like a French word and grande is a Spanish word. So I, I don't know what is, uh, like the reason behind their sizes are. Yeah, um, I, couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you. I wish they could just be normal and say like small, medium, large and root 66, but no, they don't. Right, yeah, but that, like, like I say all the time, that's too, that's too easy. That is too easy. Too easy. So, what is your funniest FFA moment or moments? Oh man, I'll tell you, if uh oh man if Bra- if Braden Ford's listening to this podcast right now, he's probably gonna be giving me a phone call when I get off here. So I'm gonna pick on him for a little bit. So it was our, uh, it was a district skeet shoot that we went to, and we uh, we got done there, and we ended up. We everybody wanted to go to Bass Pro after we got done, so we just ate at the. I can't even. You remember the name of the Mexican restaurant that's right next to the Bass Pro down there by? Uh, uh, gosh dang it! Where is it at? I think it's. I can't even remember the name of the restaurant down there. <laughs> I'm ter- I'm terrible. I can't even remember that. But anyway, I I ain't never seen somebody down five things of salsa and two things a cheese dip in a matter of about ten minutes so fast. And not only that, it was the hot salsa. You know, it wasn't the mild salsa. It was the hot salsa. Oh no. And we and we was we was all we all finally got done eating, or we was just about done eating. We was fixing to leave to go to, over to Bass Pro because we was gonna go over and just kind of look around for a little while. I look over at Braden, and he's about as he he might have been as green as the grass out here. He looked like he was fixing to give it up, and I and I didn't see him. I never saw him run very often, but when I'm telling you, he ran. He was running over to the bass bass pro bathroom he was running like no like he had somebody coming after him now Uh-oh. 
You good? You there? Oh, I thought I thought I lost you for a minute. Oh no, I'm here. I was just listening. Yeah. So anyway, we all we all go into Bass Pro, and I think probably thirty minutes go by. Braden, you still can't find him. I didn't know where. He, none of us knew where he was. We called him. He wouldn't answer the phone. And I, I don't mean. I think it was Epperson told me. He said, "Go see if you can find Braden." And we we all of us walked into the men's restroom at the same time. And I don't know that I've ever heard a worse sound in all my life than man in distress will say that that ate way too much salsa and chips. And the the trip, let's just say that the trip home for an hour and a half was not a very pleasant trip. <laughs> and we we all got, we was all getting on to him the whole way home. <laughs> it, it, his fault that we, we had to stop and buy air fresheners to put this. <laughs> so... Oh, yeah, that's that. That's all I'm gonna say about that one, Braden. If you're listening, buddy, you can give me a call and give me an airful whenever I get off here. <laughs> oh man, do you have any more? I gotta hear more. Uh, like funny stories wise, I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I I can always come up with a good story just off the top of my head, but I I don't. That was probably one of the fu- the funnier times back when I was went in eighth and for going into my freshman year. Just all the kids that was older than me just had had, had a lot of spunk. Let's put it that way, and just kind of brought brought the brought the joy into the FFA program. Let's put it that way. So, what was that uh, story you were talking about on uh, the Bulldogger Daily? Oh, God. you just had to bring that one up, didn't you? Yes, I did. I, I just don't remember it, and I just remember all of us in uh, Rubel's class were just laughing. Um, I, I just I don't remember what it was, and we were all just laughing. So basically what happened, so uh, mom and mom and my stepdad was gone. They had, I, oh, they had to go haul some cattle, and I got home out of school. And it was it was a nice day. Wind wasn't blowing a whole lot, so I decided I was gonna saddle a couple of horses and I was gonna rope for a while. And we've got one of the we've got a it's kind of a it's well it's called a shoot help uh, shoot up here at the end of the roping arena, and it's uh, it's got one of them. It's like almost like a garage door button, so you can kind of rope by yourself, you know. And I'd ran, I think I'd ran probably five or six on uh, on one of the horses that we had out here. And then we had a new horse that we just got. And we'd only had him for a couple of days. <laughs> and I backed him into the box, you know, just kind of, he was calm, didn't give me no fits. And I go to push that button and he just goes out there and I, I got two horns, I roped him slip. And I get plump, I get plumb halfway down to the end of the arena, and I tried to catch my dally just so I could kind of stop that steer and not jerk him down. And when I'm telling you, he apparently didn't like me dallying on that horn. He didn't like me dallying on that horn. 
soon as I did, he blew up and probably jumped three foot in the air and then jumped about six foot sideways. And I was still hanging on to the rope, you know. And he threw me off into the fence, and obviously I hit my head on the fence. <laughs> it, it, knocked, it knocked me plumb out. And when I mean it knocked me out, it knocked me plumb out. I looked at, I looked at my phone when I got up, or when I woke up, and I had notifications from, I think it was 12 minutes ago. And I was like, man, I've been out for probably 10 minutes just laying here in the dirt. And as soon as I, I freaking put my phone back in my little phone holder on my hip, I turn up and the first face I see is him just standing over me, just looking at me like, man, what are you doing on the ground down there? <laughs> and I'm just, uh, uh, just one, one of them things. You gotta love, you gotta love new horses sometimes. They just, they, they bring so much joy into your life. It's not even funny. <laughs> So like, and a lot of bumps and bruises. <laughs> so did like what what happened after that? Did you uh, go to the doctor and did, like what what do they say or something? Like, oh, did you, did you just I, stay home and just had to deal with the pain. Jake, I was pretty. I'm I'm a I'm I'm a firm believer in self diagnosis. <laughs> that yeah, that that's fair. Um, yeah, I just I just kind I just kind of tough toughed her out, dealt with it, and obviously. I'm going to put it this way. That horse was not best friends with me whenever I woke back up and got back on him and wore him out. Because long story short, he was tired and I wasn't very tired. Well, I'm surprised he didn't even try and, uh, you know, run him off. Um, I, I would have been really mad. I've never actually been knocked out. Um, surprisingly, because um, I'm always hitting my head somewhere, whether I'm standing up or um, getting the trailer or something. But um, but yeah, <laughs> I've, uh, I've been knocked out four times, Jake. <laughs> I could never. Uh, uh, it's something. Hey, it's the best nap you'll ever have in your life, though. I guess. You. I guess. I don't mm-hmm. want to experience it, but I guess <laughs> you feel you feel you feel like you, your head hurts, but you feel like at least for my case, you feel like you slept for about twelve hours and you feel real good for about five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and like uh, self diagnosis, um, I don't re- uh, know if you remember this, but my freshman year we were having uh, the uh, Christmas parade. Um, Epperson asked uh, Robert and I to uh, cut off a little bit of metal off the uh, wagon thing. Because uh-huh. Sean Lapp's uh, dad uh, was so kind enough to let us use that wagon. Uh, there were some uh, chains that were on there that we didn't need. So Robert and I, we got the grinders out. And I've been using the grinder all day um, with gloves on, of course. So uh, my brother and I were helping out a family friend. Uh, if you know Justin Snipes, um, he had a trailer that we were helping him fix. Um, we were using the grinder all day and... I, I didn't really think much of it. So when Epperson asked us to uh, grind off some metal, I decided not to use gloves this time. And that was a bad idea. Um, I cut my thumb pretty deep and then Epperson's not freaking out, but I'm like, ah, I, I wasn't crying, but like the pain was just so bad. Um, I had to like use my belt off my, uh, my jeans just to like constrict it. Cause I didn't uh, want to like, you know, freak out even more as I was. Uh, right. so 
okay, here, here we come to sink. And Epperson's really fine about this. So he got some water, he got a Band-Aid, and he got some T-Rex tape. I don't know where he got the T-Rex tape from, but that's what we had. Right. Uh, and that was really it. So I just went that whole night with the – uh, the weirdest looking thumb ever. And when I got home, uh, I took off that all that stuff, and it's just purple, red, blue, and there's some green in it. I'm like, ugh. <laughs> That's like, I'm, oh, I mean, like, sharpening my pocket knife, you know. I don't, I don't cut myself very often. I've, I very rarely have I ever cut myself sharpening my pocket knife, you know. And there was one day, it's kind of, well, I went and grabbed my sharpener out of my desk, and then I was sitting on the front porch just sharpening my knife, and I was just paying no mind. I was, oh, one of the horses made a noise sitting at, or standing out in the arena or something. I looked up, and as soon as I looked up, I just, from one side of my knuckle on my thumb to the other, I just slipped my whole thumb. And I, it did, there, was, there wasn't pain, no nothing. There wasn't none of the pain. All I remember, I look down, and I just look at my thumb, and I'm like, you idiot. You really just did that, didn't you? And then then obviously I walk into the the house and go to the sink just so I can get it to quit. I I didn't know that you can, I didn't know that it bleeds so much out of your thumb, my goodness. Exactly, like, um, my, my fingers are so rough. Um, like I always have skin peeling off and like, I'm not even trying to peel it off. I would just find random blood just spewing out of my fingers. And it, I'm like, why is this happening? It, 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 it's bizarre to me. All right. But, well, I mean, stories wise, that's about, that's about all I can come up with for that one. That's all. That's all I want to share. So. <laughs> Well, do you have any advice for me, the viewers and guests of the show? Uh, kind of just for the viewers. I mean, like we was talking earlier, if, if there's something that you want to do in your life or with your life, no matter what it may be, there's just, if you're going to do it, you got to go after it. You can't, you can't wait. You can't give it time to slip away from you. And that's, that's really all I got to say. All righty. Yeah, I'll take it. Uh, do you have any questions for me? I don't think so, Jake. Alrighty then. Well, Boots, thank you so much for being the 15th person on my podcast. I had an absolute blast with you, as always, because, um, you know, we're just we're just close like that. And I'm, so, I'm just super happy that you asked to be uh, on the show and just take up the opportunity to uh, share a little bit about yourself to uh, the nation. Um, Thanks. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. As always, why are we here? Because we believe. Because we believe. Thank you so much. Make it a great day and be kind to somebody.